The right tax plan and retirement rates right up there with the right income plan. On today's show, we'll answer some common questions about taxes in retirement. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jones. Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and uh, for Dual Financial Strategies, we have in studio Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel as uh, Andy Schooler's on assignment this week. And anywhere you are in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us, uh, remember that you can reach uh, the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies uh, with a retirement lifestyle review at 866-203-7486. More details to follow, but uh, gentlemen, good to have you in studio here. And uh, it's always interesting when we talk about taxes because because retirees aren't always up to date on every part of the tax code. And as a result, uh, they could be paying more in taxes than necessary. And this is something that you want to uh, deal with when uh, they come in and see you. And uh, now that uh, people have put together a retirement nest egg, uh, I'm sure uh, they want to make sure that they're not overpaying Uncle Sam or Aunt uh, Badger. Is it Aunt Badger or Aunt, Aunt Wisconsin? I don't know, Sam. I don't know. I'm going to ask <laughs> some sure. questions, either, though. Either one. <laughs> you and Luke are going to answer some questions for me, and I'm going to start with Sam okay. about uh, what we talk about with taxes, because this is something that people want to mitigate. Uh, they uh, want to know that when you retire, uh, and here's a misconception, I'm sure, is your tax rate going to be higher or lower than it was when you were working? Yeah, that's that's a big one, Chuck. I would say that probably ranks at the very top of the biggest misconception that people will have coming into retirement. But it's not your fault. It's not not you that are listening's fault. It's because that's been told to you forever and ever and mm-hmm. ever. Uh, and it just, I've been doing this for, gosh, over 20 years now. And it has just befuddled me my entire career why it is that financial advisors don't sit down with tax preparers and tax planners and get it through their heads that that's not true. The vast majority of you are going to be in the exact same tax bracket when you retire as you are when you're working. And many of you, because you have not been showed how to and educated in planning correctly for future income, you may end up in a higher tax bracket. The reason for that is because when you retire, you're not going to take a significant pay cut. Most of you don't. What are you going to do? You're going to retire and take a 45% pay cut so you'll be in a different tax bracket? It's like, no, <laughs> I want about $50,000 a year less in income because I don't want to pay those doggone taxes. It's not going to happen. Matter of fact, some of you go into retirement, you spend as much and sometimes more in the first two or three years of retirement as you did when you were working. Mm -hmm. The second thing that's going to happen here is at some point in time, that calendar is going to keep rolling forward and you're going to hit that magical age of 72 years old. And at 72 years old, that is when there is the forced distribution, the forced government distribution of the money that you've saved in your 401ks and your 403bs and your 457 plans and your IRAs, so on and so forth. You are required to take that money out of there. But what you've never done and what no one has ever done for you is to do a forward calculation to figure out how much is that going to be? And how much is that... Yeah. How much is it going to be in relation to my Social Security, in relation to my pension, in relation to the dividends that I'm receiving from my stocks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Absolutely. That's the point. Yeah. yeah, that's the point, Chuck, when I find a lot of people pop to that different tax bracket. It's because they haven't been taught how to plan correctly for future income needs, and they follow that age-old myth, which for many of you is not true, 
that your taxes are going to be lower in retirement. Well, that uh, correlates then, Luke, with uh, the next thing that people not realize, and it uh, does count because uh, whether you're taking out RMDs or you're still working part-time, you've got Social Security benefits that you'll tap into, but people want to know if they're taxable. And uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, they are uh, in some states and, and certainly federally. Yeah, so they're certainly federally taxable, and this is another reason um, that if you're not sitting down with a tax preparer and your tax and your financial advisor to look at your total situation, you might miss this one because you want to include your Social Security income in the equation. So depending on your provisional income, up to 85% of your Social Security benefits could be subject to federal income taxes. And to determine your provisional income, what you want to do is just take your modified adjusted gross income, so all the income you have coming in, add in half of your Social Security benefits, and then in, add in all those tax-exempt interests. So the ones they told you, like on the municipal bonds, that would never be taxable. Well, surprise, um, when it comes to calculating the taxes on your Social Security, those need to be included. And then that income, this provisional income formula, gets put on a chart and then that determines whether zero 50 percent or up to 85 percent of your social security is taxable um now good news is we don't have to worry here in the state of wisconsin about the taxes of our social security to the state there's no taxes owed on that but you certainly want to add in this total to your total scenario to determine how much you're going to pay in taxes for retirement. Absolutely. All right, Sam, I've got a question for you. People want to know if they can contribute to an IRA after they retire. Yeah, for sure. You can absolutely do that. Um, All retirees can contribute to traditional or Roth IRAs if they have a salary or if they have what we would call earned income. So if you're, if you still get a W-2 or if you get a 1099 from work that you do, then you can contribute after you retire. It used to be that the cutoff age was 70 and a half. That was, that was the oldest age you could contribute to an IRA, but that age-based restriction was repealed a few years ago. So yeah, that's, uh, that's there. Um, you know, there may be some tax deductibility there for you. I do find Chuck that most people at retirement, because your standard deduction is significantly higher than what it's ever been before that the tax deduction portion of an IRA contribution isn't necessarily uh, isn't necessarily advantageous, but you can still deposit that money. All right, let's talk, uh, Luke, about withdrawals from a Roth IRA. And uh, this seems very obvious. Uh, are those uh, tax-free once you retire? Yes, they are, Chuck. Um, the Roth IRAs, you know, that's come from um, some long-term tax advantage type accounts, which are unlike your 401ks, your traditional IRA cousins, which have been funded with pre-tax dollars. So you've gotten the tax benefit for those up front. And then when you withdraw those, you're paying the taxes on those. But the Roth is is very different and quite the opposite. But one important caveat that you want to consider um, is that you've held your Roth IRA account for at least five years before you can take out the gains. Um, So you can withdraw any amount that you've contributed um, almost immediately because, again, you've paid the tax money on there. Um, but you have to have the Roth IRA established for five years from it first starting um, and be at least 59 and a half to take the gains from there and avoid the 10% federal penalty and the three and the third state penalty. All right, Sam, I know a lot of people have annuities today. They're encouraged by a lot of people for, uh, you know, again, uh, guaranteed 
a reliable income. So is the income you receive from an annuity uh, that you own taxable? Yeah, probably. Uh, it, it it depends on a couple of things. First of all, uh, it would say, is the annuity in an I, is it an annuity, an IRA annuity, or is it a non-IRA annuity? If it's an IRA annuity, then yes, every penny of it that comes out of there is taxable. Uh, if it's a non-IRA annuity, then it is taxable down to your cost basis. In other words, you will pay taxes on portions of that withdrawal, depending upon how you're taking it out of the annuity, to the point that you've reached the amount of money that you put in originally. So yeah, there's uh, there's some, uh, if you're going to take income from an annuity, you do have to do some planning on that to make sure that you're not going to have a tax surprise. All right, let's talk, uh, Luke, about RMDs, those dreaded uh, required minimum distributions. Are those calculated the same way for distributions from multiple IRAs and multiple 401k plans? They are not, Chuck. Um, so there's one important difference when you've got multiples. So we're talking multiple IRAs, multiple 401ks. Um, if you've got several IRAs, the required minimum distribution calculation um, for each account. So let's say you've got to pull out 4%. Well, you can aggregate if you've got five different IRAs, you can aggregate the total lump sum that needs to come out of those accounts and pull it from just one if you'd like to. You're welcome to pull it from all, but you don't have to. But on the other side of the coin, if you have multiple 401k accounts, you must calculate the required distribution amount that is to be taken from each of those and then withdraw it each portion from there. So there's a there's a key difference between the IRAs and the 401ks here. All right, yeah, that's an interesting distinction there. And Sam, you're there. Uh, so is uh, so is uh, dual financial strategies when they need you. Yeah, that's uh you know, that's one of the things we 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 tend to to meet with people Chuck. Sometimes it's at uh, some of the hardest times of their lives and sometimes it's at some of the best times of their lives and pretty much everything in between. But we are there. Um we'd love to talk to you. That's what we call that retirement lifestyle review. It's you know, one of the things that I think you need to understand as a pre-retiree or retiree, maybe you've already made that decision, uh, especially in today's uh, environment, is that this is not about, folks, this isn't about, this isn't about money. This isn't about, oh, you should buy this mutual fund or you should buy that variable annuity. That, that has absolutely nothing to do with a retirement lifestyle process. It's about, are you okay? Have you thought about taxes? Have you thought about future tax implications? Are you structured correctly? Are you structured efficiently? Do you have your proper estate planning documents, wills, trusts, powers of attorney? Do you have the right insurances available to you? Have you thought about Medicare? All of these different types of things. There's so many different things that you have to think about. Chuck, I, I was, I'm so passionate about this. Uh, people know that I teach about this. I have uh, ongoing monthly classes in both Green Bay and De Pere. But I also wrote a book a couple of years ago called Purpose Determines Placement. It's basically, it's it's a guide that could cover everything you could imagine to get you to and through retirement. So I'd love for people to have a copy of that. I think just that book in and of itself, Chuck, is beneficial to people just so they start to see big picture all of the things you have to talk about in retirement, instead of just being pushed with some you know, sales brochure to buy something, you need to be planning, not buying. 
Absolutely. And again, that's a premium that you will have at no cost, no obligation when you meet with Sam or Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. That book uh, is very valuable. Purpose Determines Placement uh, by Sam Duell. And it can be yours at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Make that appointment right now because it is all about your retirement. And they will uh, construct a retirement lifestyle review for you with, uh, as Sam said, his over 20 years of experience. And again, if you're in Green Bay or Appleton, anywhere in the Fox Valley, just give us a call right now, 866-203-7486, and dual financial strategies at your service. Well, we talked a little bit about Roth IRAs. We're going to uh, expand on that in the next segment, aren't we, Sam? We sure are. You know, there's a lot of reasons to be saving for retirement using a Roth IRA. When we come back, we'll outline the number one reason to start saving in a Roth right now. Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in uh, with Dual Financial Strategies on Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel. And uh, they are at your service, uh, independent as they are. They're not going to just give you a sales pitch. They want you to have the best of your retirement. 866-203-7486 in case you missed the number before the break at uh, Dual Financial Strategies where it's all about your retirement with their retirement lifestyle review. And I know, Sam, it's tempting to uh, put retirement savings on the back burner for some of our listeners, but uh, delaying their uh, retirement plans can cost them uh, later on. And you end up with a Roth IRA if you have one of those. There are certain rules that you've got to meet before you can uh, withdraw the 100% of your money tax-free. There are some rules and regulations uh, about this, but the Roth is still the way to go because, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, it's one of those uh, wonderful investments you can make without having to get Uncle Sam involved. And so let's talk about understanding how the Roth IRA works uh, at the beginning, and then uh, we'll amplify from then on. Yeah, I I, I find that there's a lot of confusion surrounding Roth IRAs, Uh, people wondering what kind of money can even be a Roth IRA. But basically, this is part of the accounts that are called individual retirement accounts. It's an IRA. But you don't need your employer's blessing to open one. You don't need your employer's blessing to manage this. You can fund an account with after-tax dollars in exchange for tax-free benefits when you retire. That's a key point to remember. The money you put into a Roth IRA, it's not tax deductible, it's after tax. You made a thousand, you now have $800 in your pocket, you're going to invest in a Roth IRA, it comes from that money. So therefore, there's no taxes on that. And the beauty of a Roth is that there's never any taxes on the gains that you make. But you've got to understand that time is of the essence. If you're going to contribute to a Roth IRA, Obviously, the longer you can allow that money to build, the better off you are. Because when you take the money out, it's tax-free. When your beneficiaries take the money out, it's tax-free. And understand that there are some income limitations on contributing to a Roth IRA. There is a point in time where if you make too much in income, you will get phased out of a contribution to a Roth IRA. They aren't exclusive to adults or You know, an adult can help a child jumpstart their retirement by opening what's called a custodial Roth IRA. I mean, think about that, folks. What (laughs) you talk about a gift. What if you open a tax free account? You go ahead and put pay the taxes, you know, make the deposit into it, and then a child that's younger 
can let an account grow tax-free for 20, 30, 40 years. Oh, my goodness. It's just crazy. Well, the only right. ca- yeah. yeah, and the only catch to that, Chuck, is that, that the child that you're contributing to a Roth IRA for, they have to have earned income. So you can't just have, oh, it's my 12-year-old son, and they don't have any money. They don't have any income. You can't do that. All right. Let's uh, look. So paper boys and paper girls, if there are such things right now today. Or, hey, they can have it. They can do it. Yeah, or if you work uh, you know, as a bagger in a supermarket or some other uh, – job that i know my kids had when they were like 15 oh, yeah. or 16 years of age and so uh yeah that, that's a good idea and i don't think a lot of people think about that i mean uh no, I, of no. course i'm so old that uh when my kids were of that age there was not no such thing as a roth ira so i was uh, like uh, neil diamond said born too soon uh, hey do you uh <laughs> do you remember grit newspaper did you have that when you were growing up uh no grit, grit? no I, was... I tried to play with it though when i played hockey but I mean, yeah, was, yeah i was uh when i was I, I delivered grit newspaper when I was a kid, little, you know, really? eight, nine years old. I don't, I, maybe that was a Midwestern newspaper that was in Kansas, but yeah, I, I had a paper route. Oh, okay. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, just yeah. had the, uh, the the shopping news and all of this that we used to have. Uh, I remember Mellis newspaper, oh, Mellis newspapers in Detroit, and I used to deliver those once a week, but uh, I think I might have made $15 a week or something like that. But you And know. you were happy to have it. Absolutely. All right, Luke, we're talking about these Roths. There's rules and regulations to everything in life, and I guess there's something called a five-year rule. So let's explain that when it comes to Roth IRAs. Yeah, this one's a commonly missed when, when people are looking at the Roth IRA. But um, So if you've ever wondered if you should start a Roth IRA now or wait a little bit, and we see people all the time that you know don't have the Roth, they've already contributed to the 401k, um, this might make your decision a little bit easier because the sooner you start the Roth IRA, um, the sooner the clock starts on this five-year rule. So the five-year rule is based on when your first contribution to your Roth IRA was made. So for this year, for 2022, um, you can contribute up to $6,000 if you're under the age of 50 and and $7,000 if you're over the age of 50. But your contribution clock starts on the first day of the tax year you fund the account. So if you pull the trigger and decide to make your first contribution in 2022, um, then your five-year period will end January 1st of 2027. But fortunately, uh, we've got a little flexibility in with regard to making contributions for the prior tax year um, up until the tax deadline. So if you make a contribution to uh, this year for 2021, then your five-year waiting period to access um, tax-free, your contributions, and the growth of that account would then be uh, January 1st of 2026. Um, keep in mind, we did I did touch on it in the last segment, that your contributions, so the money that you put in, the 6000 or the 7000 each year, are available immediately. We're talking here with the five-year rule on the growth of, of the investments. So, But after you reach 59 and a half, you'll be eligible to withdraw all of the money penalty-free at that point. All right, all right. You've talked about contributions. Now there's such a thing, Luke, is called uh, Roth conversion. So let's uh, edify our listeners about that and what are the uh, tax ramifications thereof. If we want to make a uh, a Roth conversion from our regular IRA, what are uh, your thoughts on that, Uh, doing it maybe in a low-tax environment as we have right now? Yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons to to explore 
sliding money from a traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA, paying the taxes now. Um, but there are a different set of rules to follow to make sure that we don't sound off any IRS alarms. And that's something that we would uh, specifically look at in a, in a retirement lifestyle review. Absolutely. So again, you can make that conversion uh, as well as contribute uh, to your Roth IRA. If you have those eligibilities, Sam, that you talked about, there are those financial uh, uh, salary constraints. Uh, I know I kind of ran into that a few years ago where I had a Roth for a while. And uh, now, uh, you know, working part-time, working with uh, great people like you, uh, I I can at least contribute my $7,000 a year. Uh, into uh, a Roth IRA. And I do that religiously every year because timing's everything when it comes to these investments, right? Yeah, it is. It, it certainly is. And I guess, you know, one of the things I would say <clears throat> for those of you that are building towards this pre-retirement stage, we're seeing an awful lot of people today, Chuck, that are retiring at, you know, they're retiring at 59 and 60, 61 years old. Wow. Earlier, you know, earlier than what we'd have typically seen 20 years ago. But the number one challenge for most of those folks is uh is having money for health care or not spending like obscene amounts of money on health care so one of the things you can remember is that the money that comes out of that roth ira it's tax-free so in that regard it doesn't show up on a tax return so if you need to maybe you need to qualify for uh maybe you need to qualify for affordable care act health insurance subsidies and th- things like that keep in mind that having this having this you know the side bucket of tax-free money when you get ready to retire especially if you're going to retire pre-medicare age which is 65 that can be a very beneficial and advantageous account to have so roth iras absolutely they they can be a good thing for you um again you can't contribute to them if you go above a certain amount of income but in reality chuck if you're above a certain amount of income which right now is in the upper 100s right at two hundred thousand dollars you wouldn't want to contribute to a Roth IRA necessarily anyway because you're going to pay t- paying taxes at a higher level, at a 22 or 24% level, to get that money into a tax-free bucket. You're probably better off waiting anyway. Absolutely. And again, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, advice uh, that you would have uh, to give to listeners on where to draw from your buckets, for example, you might have two or three IRAs, you might have a 401k, and you have a Roth I think you can help a lot of people determine when and where to take that Roth money, too, because uh, that is a strategy that can mitigate taxes. It is. We get that question an awful lot from listeners and from people that come in. Is it, I think a lot of times the questions that you have as listeners and as pre-retirees, again, isn't related to, oh, what, you know, what investments should I be buying, all of that sort of stuff. You, yes, that's in the back of your mind, but I get the question from people all the time, and you say, well, are you going to help us with with how we spend? In other words, where do we take money from? When do we take money from those accounts? What's the most advantageous way to pull money from those accounts? The answer to that, Chuck, is yes. That's what we excel at. That's the thing that we love doing. It's like, yeah, the, like I said, the money stuff, you, you got to work on that, but that's secondary. The purpose of that money that you saved is to spend it, but spend it in the most tax efficient manner possible spend it in the most um market uh efficient manner possible it's not like you just get this big pile of money and you start picking away at it that's not a retirement plan you have to remove that money from it in a very strategic 
and very efficient manner. And that's a part of what we do at Dual Financial Strategies for our clients. And it's a part of what we show you when you come in for our retirement lifestyle review is to look at everything you have and say, okay, here at least is the beginnings of the roadmap. You need to think about A, B, C, D, so on and so forth. So even if we're not in the picture for you long term, I want to get a copy of my book, Purpose Determines Placement in Your Hands, and we want to start to lay out that retirement roadmap for you so that at least you're informed. At least you have a solid foundation to work off to say, oh, yeah, that sheds some light. I mean, look, people tell us all the time when they come in, they're like, nobody's ever talked to me about that before. Right. Yeah. yeah, we've not we've not heard this before. We've never heard that. I didn't even know I could do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then the second comment we typically get is, "I wish I would have met you ten, twelve years ago." Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and granted, that would have been wonderful. But hey, you know what? It's water under the bridge. Make the call. Get in to see us, Chuck. If you can tell them how to get a hold of us, we'd love to visit with folks, especially in these turbulent times, because we know you're scared, we know that you're frustrated, and we'd like to help ease that frustration for you. Absolutely, Sam, Andy, and Luke can assuage those fears for you. And that phone number, as Sam implored me to give you, is eight six six two zero three seven four eight six. That's eight six six two zero three seventy four eighty six. And it's all about preparation. And it's all about your retirement lifestyle review that uh, they will give you at no cost, no obligations. Just sit down with the fine folks here at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, and they will outline a retirement plan that will be, uh, well, favorable to you because that's what it's all about. They are uh, at your interest, uh, whatever that may be. And, of course, as Sam said, his book, Purpose Determines Placement, a very, very good uh, publication uh, to get you on the right track for retirement. So once again, it's 866-203-7486. Make that no-cost, no-obligation phone call right now to get on the docket uh, with Dual Financial Strategies. All right, Sam, we've got to take a break. What's coming up next? Well, there's many kinds of risks when it comes to retirement planning from longevity risk to healthcare cost risks. And when we come back, we'll highlight some of the biggest ones and how to potentially avoid them. And we're back on uh, Dual Financial Strategies, your retirement program. It's all about you. I'm uh, consumer advocate Chuck Caton, along with Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel in studio today. And uh, remember uh, that uh, it's your retirement. It's all about you. It's not uh, something that is not unique to you. Uh, they will make it unique to you, whether you're in Green Bay or Appleton, anywhere in the Fox Valley. It's Dual Financial Strategies with over a score of years of experience. And now we're going to go over a, a litany of uh, different lists of risk. Not lutefisk, but lutefisk. And I think lutefisk is <laughs> very popular <laughs> in Wisconsin. As I remember, I, I used to go to the never festival. I had the nerve. Oh, yeah. you never? I'm I, not brave enough to try it. Either did like, I. When I, I lived, think something that's that hard to pronounce you shouldn't eat. Oh, I, I mean, that's just, that's just my... <laughs> you're going you're gonna to upset people in Stoughton, but uh, yeah, I don't know but if they think can about hear it. you. Yeah. I mean, like brat, that's one, that's one syllable. Yeah. You know, four letters, one syllable. Anything that's got like eight syllables in it, like... Burger. What you, <laughs> French fry. You know, two words. Oh, like, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm into it. I, I'm with you on the brats. I mean, I enjoyed many of them at the county stadium years ago, but uh, we're all uh, talking about um, risk instead of lutefisk here. So uh, we know the older that we get, the lower the risk should be in our retirement portfolio. So uh, Sam and uh, uh, Luke are going to take a look at some of the common ones and uh, figure out if that risk is something we should take or whether we should not take. And uh, one thing that we 
love to have is longevity in our lives, but there's a risk involved there, and a lot of people are afraid they're going to outlive their money, right, Sam? Yeah, they are. It's, it, matter of fact, it's the number one fear that most people have. Uh, it's a fear that they're going to run out of money. Uh, and lifespans are, are uncertain. The one thing we know for sure, they're getting longer. Mm -hmm. And you have to plan for that. We do find that a lot of times when you come in, um, it's not uncommon for people to kind of almost grossly underestimate what their lifespan is going to be. So mm -hmm. our, uh, we would tell you, hey, let's let's figure you until at least your mid-80s, probably I think just to be safe. You know, I'd rather always say I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. Let's plan for that income to be able to, to make it into your 90s. And so if you make it that far, great, cool. If you don't make it that far, well, then at least we plan for it and the beneficiaries are somebody. But do not allow yourself to get sideways because you didn't plan for longevity. All right, let's talk about financial risk, Luke. Uh, what's that all about? Well, this comes with the territory of investing, um, and especially these days with um, looking for an adequate return on your portfolio. Um, we, we've been saying this for years because of the low interest rate environment that we live in, that this is the undeclared war on seniors and savers because now today, you know, it, it's not the eighties anymore. You can't just go out and layer in a, a CD at six or 7% and sail off into the sunset and, you know, spend the interest and, and keep the principal and be fine. Um, we've, you've got to take a little risk in most cases to get some, re some reward that can keep up with inflation but you want to be mindful of the amount of risk that you're taking to be sure that that's in line with your comfort level and to be sure that you're being adequately rewarded for the risk that you're taking. Yeah, I scratch my head, uh, too. Uh, I lived through those days in the 80s. It was wonderful uh, when you talked about uh, interest rates that you used to get uh, for CDs. And uh, I'll tell you, Sam, uh, I can't figure out today's society because even though we have low interest rates, I mean, we should be getting a little bit more for CDs, but uh, we're just sitting there kind of treading water. So yeah. sequence of return risk is uh, key because if people have lived long enough, uh, you can probably give an example of a couple of different people that uh, had the same investments, but sequence of returns made a difference. Yeah, and it's 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 about it's about the return. I mean, you could look at that and you could say, okay, well, you average a six percent rate of return. You got a six percent rate of return, but if that rate of return comes on the backside of a retirement and you lose significant amounts of money on the front side, I mean, you can put two people side by side, Chuck, taking out the exact same amount of income every year from the exact same type of an account, but you show it where the first couple lost significant money during the first three, four, five years, but then made it all back in the last ones. And the second couple did not lose the money in the front side. They made the money on the front and then even hit bad times on the back end. The money lasts much, much longer. So yes, it's not always about the risk because that's very well thought of, but it's about when did the risk come into play and to what level did it affect you? Yeah, absolutely. Timing of the key. And we're talking about risks here with the, the uh, uh, fine folks here at uh, Dual Financial Strategies. We're talking to Sam Dual, Luke Van Abel. And again, you can reach them, no cost, no obligation, to make that appointment at 866-203-7486 so you can get a good handle on your impending retirement. And one of the risks that uh, also crops up Obviously, uh, health care. you got to take care of yourself, Luke, but uh, if things uh, go awry, you've got to be prepared. Yes, and this arises from, you know, an inability really for us to predict how susceptible we're going to be to illness, especially really serious illnesses. And um, a lot of this risk can be mitigated uh, once Americans turn 65 years old and older because we have coverage through Medicare. But 
the thing you have to keep in mind is that Medicare doesn't cover everything. You know, you'll be looking for some sort of supplement or a way to fill in those gaps from Medicare um, to ensure that, you know, you don't have a big looming bill um, that's drawing down the value of your accounts and um, shortening, you know, the amount of income that you've got over your retirement years. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Now, when we talk about that's a short term situation that Luke talks about, Sam, but what about long term health care risk? Because there's going to be a percentage of our audience that uh, uh, unfortunately are going to have to deal uh, with long term care and that can be costly. Yeah, it can be very costly. If we even look here in the Fox Valley right now, I think you probably for a for a nursing home, if you're in a nursing home uh, and receiving any level of care, really, you're probably eighty to ninety thousand dollars a year. So, wow. uh, you know, you you look at even if you saved a half a million dollars, especially for a married couple, um, that could be devastating. Somebody spends three years in a nursing home and they burn up quarter of a million dollars more than half of the money Uh, but then that other spouse is still going to live you know if they pass away so yes you have to factor it in Uh, and we want to be sure and we emphasize here chuck don't allow don't allow people selling insurance to scare you about long-term care okay i mean it is a viable thing and it is absolutely a thing that you have to plan for but you have to plan for it in a reasonable fashion because it's the number gets bandied about all the time about how you're going to spend a gazillion dollars. You might, but you might not too. I want you to plan for it. I want you to be reasonable, but I don't want you to be doing this because of fear. I want you to be educated on it. I put an entire chapter in my book, Purpose Determines Placement, on this very subject because I find that a lot of times people get sold something to protect them from long-term care because of fear instead of doing it for reasonable, rational reasons. Absolutely. That happened. Uh, Don't be obsessed with this, ladies and gentlemen, because I know in my case, uh, my mom of several years ago was approached by her financial planner which wasn't much of one, as I found out later, that tried to sell her that uh, long-term at about $2,500 a a year in insurance. And she was already in her late 80s and uh, very healthy. And may or may may not have been able to afford it. Right, and that was the biggest thing. So uh, You, Chuck, on the other hand, your kids do have a plan for you. It doesn't involve being indoors or anything, but you'll figure that out later on. Absolutely, yeah. We have provisions for that. We've uh, we've made (laughs) provisions for a long term At least you're down in the Carolinas, so the tent that they're going to get for you when you get old and feeble is you're not going to be totally uncomfortable. Just put me on uh, the 18th tee where uh, the Payne <laughs> yeah. Stewart statue is at number two in Pinehurst, and I'll be yeah, all right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Political risk, Luke. What's that all about? Because I think people could be afraid that their Social Security will go away someday. Yeah, this this does rely on partly on Social Security because a significant portion of retirees' income is coming from this source. Um And in fact, the financial positions of both Social Security and Medicare or Medicaid are not sustainable at the current levels. And, you know, we don't know what changes Congress may make to the current structure of benefits or the payroll taxes that finance them. So it becomes really important as you go into retirement to have other sources of income so that you're not relying on this one spigot. And if that spigot changes, now you're you know, thinking you're in the poor house and can't, can't afford food. So how can you have not only diverse diversity among your, the assets that you hold, but diversity among the different income streams that you have coming in? Absolutely. And Sam, as we wrap it up, non-routine expenditures, you better be prepared for them and have that, uh, that rainy day bucket, so to speak. 
Yeah, I want you to have something set aside for this, whether it's a portion of your retirement savings that we've already earmarked or whatever the case might be. But as we get older, um, you know, there could be some some non-routine things that not everybody will have to have. But uh, Chuck, I start thinking about things like mobility. It's like, okay, are we going to have to uh, have some something special for mobility? Would it be a special vehicle? Would it be uh, interests, uh, you know, an egress in and out of a home, so on and so forth? Um, there could be things that come up as you get older that we wouldn't necessarily budget for because we say, oh, that's going to happen, but we want to make sure that you've got adequate resources uh, if some of those things happen. And I also, Chuck, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about and say that, look, sometimes the direct consequences of getting older and the risks that elderly people face have nothing to do with money. Uh, it could be isolation. It could be loneliness. That's true. And another thing to keep in mind is what Sam can do for you. Yeah, let's talk about those things. I mean, I, I get it, folks. Luke and I understand this is not stuff that most people like to talk about this isn't the fun stuff right this isn't disneyland with the grandkids but you know that's saying that D disneyland with the grandkids is fun but that's another subject all, all by itself <laughs> haven't we haven't experienced yet. Yeah. that yet are no. we going to do that sometime i don't know we talked about it before we should talk briefly. about doing that I mean, I'd miss Michelle going, but I'm not driving to Florida or California. So unless she's willing to get on an airplane, I don't know if you're listening to me, sweetheart, but if unless you're willing to get on an airplane, you ain't going to Disneyland. So just I'm going to put that out there. Not so. with you anyway. No, well, not with you anyway. <laughs> so I have no idea what I was just talking about. Oh, retirement lifestyle review. That's what we were talking about. So let's get these things out on the table and talk about them. Let's make sure that we understand that stuff happens. It doesn't have to impact you. It doesn't have to be catastrophic. But that's why they call it retirement planning. They don't call it retirement planning because you're supposed to be just buying a bunch of stuff. They call it retirement planning because we want to have something in place. We want it to be efficient. We want it to work specifically to you. Make an appointment. Come see us. Get a copy of the book. And let's get you pointed in the right direction so that your retirement is everything you've dreamed of and everything you deserve. Absolutely. And the best way to do that, to get that book, and the one he, uh, Sam's referring to is Purpose uh, Determines Placement. And uh, again, it's no cost, no obligation to have a visit with uh, Sam or Luke at 866-203-7486. Uh, at Dual Financial Strategies, it's all about your retirement and how to make it uh, as uh, comfortable and easy for you anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us. It's 866 8662037486 no cost no obligation make that phone call right now so you can make an appointment with dual financial strategies all right sam it's question and answer time it is and when we come back we do have questions from you and we've got some good ones today chuck We're back for our final segment of uh, Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and I am uh, with Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel of Duell Financial Strategies. And that phone number, again, is 866, in case you missed it earlier, 866-203-7486. Anywhere uh, from Green Bay to Appleton and, uh, and beyond. And into Nina, where, uh, Sam, are you ready to answer a question from uh, Pamela there? 
Well, let's see what the question is, and then I'll let you know. How about that? <laughs> okay, and then we can maybe divert and talk about your trip to Disney World or Disneyland sometime. Yeah, if I if, if I can't talk, if I can't answer the question, we'll talk about going to Disneyland <laughs> okay. with the grandkids. All right. Well, Pamela is a physician uh, with her own practice and four employees, and right now she says I've got a, a SEP plan. Uh, and uh, that is something that I'm contributing to, and I've been told that uh, a defined med- a defined benefit plan would be better. But uh, can you explain to me how uh, these work and whether or not you recommend them for somebody like myself? So it's a small practice, but uh, probably a very lucrative one for uh, Pamela. And she's thinking of her uh, of her employees, I suppose. Yeah. Hi, Pamela. Uh- you know, there's some very, very good merit to what you're you're hearing there. So to kind of lay the groundwork, if you're in a SEP plan uh, that stands for Simplified Employee Pension, is that's the acronym for that thing, okay? Uh, that's called a defined contribution plan, which just means that there's a specific amount of money that's being put into that or that can be put into it from a contribution standpoint. So a defined contribution plan. A defined benefit plan, that's the technical term for what we would have known in the old days, quote unquote, as a pension, a defined benefit plan, because your pension said, hey, this money's going to be put into this plan, but it's going to be put in this plan for you. You are not going to contribute to this, and we are going to define what future benefit you're going to get from day one. So one of the reasons that pensions went away back in the 80s was that they were they were very expensive for large companies to administer. Uh, they were a, you know, they were a, a drag on the balance sheet. Multiple reasons, but the good news is, Pamela, you can do a defined benefit plan. And I'll tell you what, for I'm going to say for higher income earners like yourself, for businesses like yours that can have very nice profit levels, this can be a tremendously good benefit and a tremendously good asset for you and your employers because. I mean, in a small company like that, one of the benefits of having a retirement plan is that the owners are allowed to put away significant funds of money, much, much more than what you could put away in a traditional retirement plan. The defined benefit plan, Pamela, just kind of puts that to a whole nother level. And there's multiple levels of a defined benefit plan we could talk about. But it allows you to reward your employees that have helped you build your practice over the years at a very, very nice level. Everybody can win in a defined benefit plan. Um, They are more cumbersome. There is more to them than what there would typically be. But we have helped with that we enjoy seeing that and yes that could be a very good benefit for you and your employees all right excellent answer sam now luke uh, dan is in menasha who uh, wants to know a couple years ago when i turned 59 and a half i ended up rolling over a portion of my 401k to an ira account and i recently retired and my remaining 401k account has gained favorably compared to my rollover account and i don't plan to uh, tap in to either account until probably a year from now so should i leave my 401k account and roll it over uh, later then or are there any uh, better options to invest Uh, it's valued at just under a quarter of a million dollars well dan you're asking some really good questions here um it's hard to know specifically without seeing specifically the options that are inside of your 401k from an investment standpoint at this point. Um, The other things that are really important to consider are 
your goals. I mean, you're you're a year from taking income, but what what's your comfort level with risk right now? What are you comfortable with um, in this environment from like a maximum drawdown if the market were to move off? Um, and when I touch on risk, you know, understanding kind of your your risk profile because what I find is that many people going into retirement think they're at a a certain risk level now, but in reality, um, it's it's much different than that. So we use, utilize a program called Riskalyze right through our website um, that can be accessed there uh, by clicking on what's your risk number. That may be a good place to start just to get a better understanding of your risk. Um, but I can let you know that typically um, as people get into retirement and are eligible to transition that 401k or the rest of the 401k over to an IRA, in most cases they do that because you're limited in your investment options with the 401k and inside of the IRA, um, there's basically no limit. I mean, you can utilize any tool that's out there. Um, it allows you to do planning for taxes, Roth conversions, um, and, and all sorts of other things to help save you money and keep more of it in your pocket. Absolutely. Good uh, answer there. And remember, if you've got questions yourself of either uh, Luke or Sam, uh, just give them a call at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. It's no cost, no obligation. Sit down and uh, tap on their expertise about retirement planning. All right, Sam, we're going to go to Sherwood now. Bill is there, who is 55 years old. He's been uh, with the same company for about uh, 15 years now and he says i've always had a 401k and i'm taking advantage of of course the um, employer match so uh, now that the company's offering a roth 401k should i be contributing to it as well uh, and are there any disadvantages to doing so hey bill thanks for the question um I'm, excellent i'm glad that you're taking advantage of that company match that is uh that is free money if you will that the company is giving you so excellent there um when you uh, when you get a chance to uh, get that copy of my book, Purpose Determines Replacement, I uh, purpose determines placement. I talk about this uh, in one of the chapters, where yes, if you have the ability to put money into a Roth IRA, <clears throat> in the majority of cases, it is a good thing to do. I would typically say fund the four hundred one k up to the match, take advantage of the free money, and then move on move on meaning taking any excess money and putting it into the Roth IRA because you are building that future tax-free pot that you have so that you've got plenty of um, you got plenty of choices between taxable and tax-free money when you ultimately get ready to retire now the only time bill and we'll talk about this more when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review the only time that you would be likely to not maybe follow that sort of a logic would be during the time frames when um, if you are a very high income earner let's say you're setting in that you know that 24 or starting to move into those 30-ish percent brackets well at that point in time the benefit that you receive from uh you know from the 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 pre-tax contribution may be better than post-tax but that's something that's a mathematical quiz but in most cases for most people, yes. Contribute to the 401k, up to the match, take advantage of the free money, and then move on to tax-free alternatives. All right, final question goes to Luke, and it's uh, Howard in Stockbridge who wants to know, uh, should I keep a target date fund in my Roth IRA and uh, start investing in other types of funds, or uh, should I sell the amount I have in my Roth IRA so that I won't be investing in the same thing twice? 
hi Howard uh, yeah generally speaking um, you're on the right track here you don't want you know a ton of duplication within you know whether it's a Roth IRA or any account um, however the the tool that you're using here in a target date fund is um, a diversified tool it's not just holding one type of asset it's it's blended there's some fixed income there's some equities traditionally um, for those types of funds and so adding additional funds to your target date fund um, is is still diversifying it it's not like you know owning apple stock and buying more apple stock and buying more apple stock as you're making your contributions here um, the the important thing to consider is just to make sure that you know that target date fund is still within your your appetite for risk as time has changed um, those should be rebalancing on their own that's the nature of them um, and your goals those also play a part in in your investment decisions so um, you know you can continue to use it you can continue to make contributions um, and you're still participating in some diversification there all right luke very good answer and uh, i'll tell you wonderful question sam and i know that uh, uh, people in our listening audience may have other questions that you can answer live and in person by them coming to visit with you yeah, those are our great questions. I mean, people always send in very interesting questions to us. And if, if you're listening, if you're one of the folks that just listens to the program every weekend, I can tell you that the questions that we get, they're very, very much the same as the ones that people come into the office with. It's it's The questions you have are the same ones that everyone has. They, they always revolve around the same types of topics. Um, and I would just say that, at, especially at this time, because I know you're unsettled. I know it's volatile. I know that you're not necessarily getting the counseling that you feel you need or at least getting the attention that you need during these trying times. This might be the perfect time to do a retirement lifestyle review. I mean, it's, it's literally just sitting down with Andy or Luke or myself and going over where you're at. What are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your goals? What are your fears? And let's just talk about that. We could talk about whatever aspect of retirement that you want to talk about. It's up to you what you bring in. We'll send you a list of things that would be beneficial and helpful when you come in, but we'll talk about what you want to talk about. I'll get you a copy of the book, Purpose Determines Placement. That'll give you a really nice roadmap so that you can start reading that and getting yourself positioned. But I think that we're finding that many people are coming in our phones have been very busy just saying look i'm not sure if i'm positioned correctly i'm not really getting any sort of guidance on where i'm at right now i haven't heard from anyone and i'd just like to have you take a look at it give me a second opinion we're happy to do that if you're fine if you're good we'll tell you that i'm not in the habit of fixing things that ain't broke keep doing what you're doing you'll be fine if what you're doing doesn't match where you want to get to or where you're at right now, we'll talk about that. And if you want to talk about a relationship for us helping you fix that and then assisting you ongoing, we're fine to talk about that as well. Retirement Lifestyle Review, it's about you. It's about your retirement. It's about the things that are, are making you uneasy right now. Let's get them out on the table and let's talk about it. All right. And the best way to talk about it is to make that no cost, no obligation appointment with Sam or Luke or Andy at 866-203-7486. Again, no cost, no obligation. They are independent. They have that retirement lifestyle review. And of course, with over 20 years of experience, Sam and his team uh, can help you to and through retirement discussing those questions that you may have. Once again, it's 866 203 
203-786-8686-203-786-7486. Hey, it's been a wonderful show, guys. Good to be with you once again this week. Sam, your final thoughts. Hey, us too. We really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening in, folks. Same time next week, and we'll see you soon. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.